0: Welcome to Let's Be Perfectly Queer,
1: a queer podcast creating space to talk about all things queer.
0: My name is Archie. And I'm Katie. And we are your hosts. Questions
1: of how you identify, seeking answers to clarify whether you're queen or somewhere in between. Let's be perfectly queer.
0: And this is episode five.
1: It is episode five.
0: We're, we're smashing through that. And mm. I feel like with the small talks, we're doing a lot more podcasting.
1: We are. I think it's been quite good having little yeah. episodes in between and it keeps us going in between segments. Yeah. I quite like it.
0: And I hope you guys are enjoying getting a little bit more of us, <laughs> little, little bite-sized extra bits uh, <laughs> little in between. Tidbits.
1: So what's been happening? Some not so great stuff in Perth at the moment. Mm. I mean, granted, we generally use these segments for neutral or positive things, but right now there has been... More publicized queer attacks, mm. which has been a bit difficult. And granted, I know there's a lot of unpublicized attacks that we have around. But uh, yeah, it's always...
0: It's definitely hard to see.
1: It's one of those things that when you look at the climate of the world and then you think, oh, in Australia, we're not that backwards. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, why? Why, yeah. are, we, why are we hurting? E- First of all, why are we hurting each other? Right. Why is there so much discrimination as a general basis? Why can't we move past this? But then also it kind of adds that extra bit of caution
0: yeah, it, it, to your life. And we were even talking about it this week that, that we're both really lucky that I pass. Because if I was not to pass it, it's actually a threat on our just us walking around the streets. So we can walk around the streets yeah. and the abuse that I used to get thrown out before, it's no longer a thing because I pass. And, and so we are a lot safer than some others in the LGBT community. And seeing that post this week has was kind of a wake up call.
1: Yeah, it definitely was. Both you and I knew definitely more than me. We've been at the... Negative end. There's no real positive end of this, but to attacks when it comes to people attacking queer people, yeah. it's just, it's difficult. It's really difficult. And I think as I get older, it's not that I was ever tolerant about it, mm. but it makes me feel more enraged. Yeah, that I would have thought that we would get older and things would be better, and it like it's it, it's unrealistic. A lot
0: better than it has been in the past, but I thought by now that we would be much further along. Yeah, so that's what's been happening.
1: So, what are we talking about today?
0: Today, I actually did the research today. I listened to a lot of podcasts, even read some research papers. I delved into it because there's so much information, but also no information at the same time.
1: So today we're. Talking about the gay and lesbian kingdom of the Coral Sea—that
0: is correct. Fabulous. Before we decided to do this, had you ever heard of the gay and lesbian kingdom of the Coral Sea?
1: Do you know when you first mentioned it? There is something that actually mm-hmm. hits in my brain about it, but I think I learned about it once as like a passing comment on some other podcast. So basically, it is a
0: micronation. Do you know what a micronation is?
1: A small nation.
0: Basically, it's uh, they're tiny <laughs> countries which are declared by ordinary people in an act that repeats the establishment of sovereign nations, and it began in two thousand and four because of the John Howard's change to the marriage law in two thousand and four. But prior to that, there was no marriage between same sex. But it was the Howard government that created a controversial change to the law. He changed it to the union of a man and a woman to the exclusion of all others voluntarily entered into for life. So basically, only a man and a woman can marry, can't be same sex. I think it started with a couple from Ireland or the UK, the country they were living in prior to Australia. They got married there, but they wanted it to be recognized. Mm. And the Howard government said No. It was founded on the Coral Sea Islands off the coast of Australia. I'll go into exactly where that is. They went over on a boat called the Gayflower, and the emperor was Dale Barker Anderson. They also once declared war on Australia. So it was a group of activists who sailed 150 kilometres off the Great Barrier Reef, or 200 miles, and it happened on the 14th of June in 2004. The activists of the actual nation were from all over the world and didn't actually live on the island. It was just a really big elaborate protest
1: so they were from all around the
0: world Hmm. but it was australians the members who went over on the island were australian but you could join as long as you were part of the lgbt they even had a lawyer involved from america
1: i've got a question yes why the coral sea
0: i don't know Oh. I think it was a bunch of nations where it was inha- inhabitable and yep. so there's no infrastructure there. You can only basically snorkel or camp, so you can't actually live off the actual gay and lesbian kingdom and it did cause a bit of issues because there were LGBT people from different countries trying to flee their their country and Aww. come to asylum for it. So there was some issues that did evolve from having this gay and lesbian kingdom. But it was basically a massive elaborate protest. And Eric Abetz famously named the micronation in parliament in 2017. And I'm going to talk about that in more detail in a Who's second. Who's Eric Abetz? He is a liberal MP. The history of it, it, it's very hard to find it because the Wikipedia was constantly being edited and the actual website for the nation has now been deleted. So, it's no longer around because once we got same-sex marriage, it kind of went… Does
1: this still exist today then?
0: Apparently, there's stuff still there, but the nation itself is not recognized.
1: So, it kind of got dissolved yes. when same-sex marriage came along. Yeah. and In Australia specifically?
0: In Australia specifically. Oh. So, uh, the whole point of this game there has been Kingdom of the Coral Sea was they wanted to fight, you know… LGBT injustice, but they really didn't go further than Australia, so it's kind of like a protest that kind of lost its steam. It's really, really, really hard to find exactly where it originated, and I know that the other podcast had a really hard time trying to find Dale Barker Anderson, and apparently now he won't do any interviews, but there was a paper that was written by Judy Lattice, where she was able to actually interview him, but that's the only time that's been recorded as him being interviewed about it. So he's kind of gone into hiding and we don't really know where he is or anything like that. And the previous members kind of just don't want to be associated with it anymore. But what I did find, the only thing I could find, and I'm not sure how true this is, is that it began in Brisbane 2004, where a group of friends were angry that the Australian government made changes to the Marriage Act and denied to recognise same-sex unions performed in the countries that allow it. So, you know, if you were to get married over in the UK, it's not recognised in Australia. Faced with a policy of discrimination, a bunch of LGBTQIA plus activists decided to secede. They sailed a boat called the Gay Flower. Love it. To an uninhabitable group of islands off the Great Barrier Reef. They claimed it for all LGBT people of the world. They used a legal loophole with one member being a distant relative of King Edward II. So that's apparently Dal Anderson.
1: Sure, which is why he was emperor because he was that legacy of being part of royalty in some way. And it's that whole thing of what the English did go on and then you claim things as your own. And
0: there was a legal loophole, and that meant that they could not get charged for treason by the Australian government because he was a descendant of royalty. And it's it was rumoured that. King Edward II was gay.
1: I've just got to say, Ancestry.com for the win for that one.
0: Right. But yeah, so he was emperor out of everything. And the rainbow pride flag became their national flag.
1: Did they get off the boat and have like a stake in their hand that had the pride flag on it? And they were like just running slow motion Baywatch style onto the beach and like just planting it there? With, um, I'm coming. I do know they had a flag
0: and they had, that it was placed and- they ah. kind of did a little mini ceremony, I believe so.
1: <laughs> What's the bet that they Googled how to <laughs> how to proclaim a land Or They
0: probably did. Probably a bunch of protesters got together. and was like, how do we make this as big as we can? They thought that if they had some type of sovereignty, they could access the courts and give gay people a voice on the international stage, whether it be through the UN or whatever else. So that's why they wanted to secede and be a nation that was able to access the courts and UN and say how unfair this change to the Marriage Act was.
1: That makes a lot of sense because you need to have a seat at the table from what I understand by this and granted is a lot of it is really funny I won't lie I mean it kind of sounds like a group of friends you get drunk and you're just like this is fuckery the way that we're getting treated let's go sort this shit out sounds like Definitely they were drunk at the time. But like all in all, good on them. You can't fight for something if you don't have a voice and to have a voice you have to elevate yourself in a way. Good on them that they got to a point that, look, how far away? This is 19 years later. We're this far away later and we're still talking about it. And granted, who knows what kind of positive effects this has had with it and it more than likely would have because, of course, no matter if something's funny or if it's like it's a political stance, it's Creating that extra step towards going forward and being like having a say, yeah, it's out there. More people would be like, "Oh, this is what's this about?"
0: It's it's being the voice for others who yeah. need that voice, and you know, because when I started researching it, I thought, "Oh, it's, it's going to be hilarious!" Like, I wonder if you could visit it and that kind of stuff, and whereabouts in the world because that'd be a really interesting to, thing to visit. Not realizing it was in Australia, but one of the actual rumored starts was at Brisbane Pride, where a bunch of friends got drunk and said, "We're going to sail the next day." where it was the Dale's brother who lent them their boat and they all went over in the gay flower and uh, then found these sovereign islands and claimed it for the gay and lesbian kingdom of the Coral Sea. That's bloody brilliant. I wonder if the gay flower was actually called the gay flower before that. No, it was called The Gay Flower for The Voyage. So it was, a, it was just a play <laughs> on the on the Mayflower. Yeah,
1: I like it. That's really good. Good on them. Yeah. I love that. It makes me sad that they don't want to be Found part it. and founder. I kind of understand sure. as a social recluse myself, but good on them for doing what they did. That's actually yeah. kind of funny and awesome at the same time.
0: And literally could be all around the world, hence this lawyer from America who was the only one who has actually gone onto a podcast and spoken about it. But if there is a previous member of the gay and lesbian kingdom and you'd like to get in touch. We would love to talk to you. And and good on them for doing something as crazy and outrageous and as awesome as this. There was a capital city, or the capital. Excuse and it, me? There, there was a capital <laughs> on these small islands. It was called Heaven. Apparently, it was named after a British nightclub. And there's this kind of... I can't remember what the law is, but it meant that all LGBT people of the world were granted automatic citizenship should they apply. And the, in some of the podcasts in some of the research... There's two reasons why it ended. One was because there was a lot of disagreements about the future of the actual group and where the vision was going for the group and a lot of people were butting heads. The other reason says that the founder lost interest. Yeah, they just disbanded it. I
1: mean, I kind of understand for the fact of he would have had to have a normal life with a normal job and then upkeeping this thing that was probably getting blown out of proportion probably was quite difficult.
0: Yeah, the secret life. So he... Abdicated in two thousand and fourteen. Then, in two thousand and seventeen, Australians participated in a controversial plebiscite to make gay marriage legal, and that was horrendous. It was basically almost like a smear campaign against the LGBT people. I remember feeling the most distress those months leading up to that plebiscite. I th- I'm not sure about you, but that's how I felt.
1: Uh, I think it's the real difficulty behind it because the amount of pamphlets you would get through your letterbox, all of the messages that you would get, the propaganda that was incredibly negative, and I don't think for a very long time I felt so personally targeted and it's quite difficult in that way that you're just like oh there is a majority of people out here who don't think I should be living how right. just living having basic rights just basic rights, human yeah. rights
0: you know yeah and the thing is as well even in my own suburb someone had handwritten a letter about how gay marriage was an abomination and it was in everybody's letterbox and it just made me feel sick it was two-page Back, back and front that's been photocopied over and over and sent to everybody so someone in my community felt so strongly against the LGBT that they had to do that it was just kind of a wake up call to I thought we were so much further so for those of you who are listening around the world and have no idea what a plebiscite is plebiscites are used by governments at all levels to test electors' views on any issue a plebiscite cannot be used to change the constitution so it's not like a referendum kind of like a testing of the waters it's a
1: poll it's basically a poll it's not useful for anything and I feel like at that time It was utter stupidity and such a waste of money because it's taxpayers and I don't want to go down this, (laughs) but it it literally is. It's so much money that goes into Mm. these things. And granted, there are some things that people should have a discussion about, there totally is, if you're like half and half, if you're really interested about it, but not when it comes to this kind of stuff.
0: Going on for that, many people in the community and parliament objected to what they considered to be a human rights debate. You're debating a simple and basic human right that it should never have been up for a debate. 13 million people, which is close to 80% of the Australian population, voted. Out of that, 61.60% voted yes.
1: It's hard because my brain automatically goes to the 40% that I'm like, yeah. Guys, guys, if you don't agree with gay marriage, don't get married. Don't be gay. Like yeah. if, you're, if, you're, if you're not gay, nobody's forcing you to be not. gay. No one's forcing you to be part of the LGBTQIA plus community and get married yeah. to somebody else part of the LGBTQIA community. Like it's not forced. We're not yeah. in concentration camps. We're not in a cult. You're yeah. Okay. We won't force you. We actually don't want you being part of our group.
0: You can't sit with us. And it's quite funny because so many people were like, when this happens, it's all going to go downhill. And that happened in 2017 and nothing's really happened to marriage. It's pretty much the same. So the survey actually asked, and the way it was, was to answer yes or no. And it was, should the law be changed to allow same sex couples to marry looking at the highest yes vote per state was act and which do you think is going to be the lowest state of yes votes
1: i feel like it's either going to be us or tasmania it's this one surprised me really new south wales
0: (gasps) new south wales had the lowest yes vote at only 57 percent, where
1: 42.2 percent of new south wales voted no that actually shocked me don't even – so for international listeners, quit geography. I'm not great at geography, so I'm going to tell you very briefly. Uh, Sydney's in New South Wales. Sydney's where World Pride was like a couple of months ago. Right. What the fu- – I was also born in New South Wales, so I take personally like I've attacked.
0: I was really it's surprised horrible. about that. I was shocked. I was like, really? And some of the rural Queensland did have Noah's majority. But overall, because also population-wise, if you're thinking about that, New South Wales probably has the biggest population in Australia. I should have looked that up. Yeah, I was actually surprised about that. Absolutely shocked. Anyway, back to our regular scheduled viewing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I just wanted to go into a plebiscite because I'm sure there's some people listening around the world who have no idea what a plebiscite is. And also a Liberal MP in 2017 did not approve of the rainbow flag being displayed in the foyer of the Department of Finance. Uh, He said that the flag represented a hostile nation that declared war on Australia.
1: What the hell? (laughs)
0: Because obviously we know now that the rainbow flag is connected to the rainbow community. You know, all of us, the LGBTQIA plus community. But at one point, yes, it was the national flag of the gay and lesbian kingdom it was the rainbow flag first though right it was the and rainbow flag they, first yes. yeah
1: so this guy obviously just knows more about politics than he does about pride mm. and needs I, a bit of education i do wonder how they got around
0: the copyright of actually stealing the rainbow flag to be a national flag
1: well you got to own something don't you Yeah, but... but, Who owns it? It's the rainbow.
0: But the flag, like the creators of the the sky? I I don't know. They also, they designed postage stamps. They made postage stamps. They have a letterbox out there on the island somewhere. They had a plaque. They had the flag. That's probably, you know, who knows if it's still there anymore. And they also had a national
1: anthem. We're queer we hear, here.
0: Get over it. <laughs> no, it was a song. And again, copyright reasons. Don't know how they got around to actually stealing a, a musician's song to say this is the national anthem. So if you think about a popular artist in the 90s, what singer do you reckon they took it from?
1: Do you know what's so funny? The first thing that popped in my head was like a firework by Katy Perry. <laughs> no. I literally was just like, it's totally that, isn't it? I know it's no. that. Okay, 90s. I feel like it would have to be Kylie because Kylie is such a great gay icon.
0: I thought it would have been Kylie. Okay. It was not. It I'm was wrong. Gloria Gaynor. with is it a song her called last
1: name's Gaynor? No. no. Uh,
0: it's a song called I Am What I Am. I actually haven't listened to it, so maybe I'll listen to it after and see if it's a good okay. song for a national anthem. We could pause this and listen to the song and then come back and say what we think
1: about it. Okay, so... So quick interlude. We literally just listened to the song. It's a like it would have been a banger in the 90s. I would have heard it in spotlight as a kid.
0: (laughs) All those spotlight trips.
1: Yeah, damn straight. Okay, I get it. I am who I am. I was talking about coming out of the closet.
0: I am what I am. Oh. I
1: am what I am. I mean, it's good. It's good. If you're going to sing a national anthem, it's like three minutes and 28 seconds. Do you sing the whole thing?
0: I Which no verse idea. do you think they sung? I have no idea. So you can actually still find the pictures of the people who went on the day that day, and they look like they had a great time. Oh, it's
1: a bang! I listened to
0: it, but I have no idea. I really wished. I think there was someone who filmed the whole thing as a documentary, but nobody can find that footage. Should we recreate it? We could. We could recreate it. We'll get some friends and we'll pretend. To the Cook Islands. We'll go over to the Nest. <laughs>
1: We'll, we'll go, go to over Rottnest. in a paddle
0: boat. We'll go down a paddle boat to Rotness and we'll just say we'll have a massive thing that says gay flower yeah. and whoever wants to come, let's do it. Um, okay, then, we're not setting a date yet, guys. Okay? We're not, no.
1: No officials, no officials. No officials. But Maybe, you'll see it up on the the Insta. <laughs> when, we, when we get to one year,
0: one year of Let's oh Be Perfectly my, Queer. Dude, I'm not even we'll, guaranteeing we'll, this. We'll sail the gay flower
1: over to the Rotness Islands because oh, I still haven't been to rotness I know you haven't. and What? This is going to be the first way you do it. There'll be the ferries going past. They'll be like what the flip is this?
0: Like, honestly, what the flip is this? So basically that's it. So it was a massive protest and I was kind of disappointed because when I found out about it, I wanted to research it. And in my mind, I was thinking of lush green fields with a castle on top in England that we could go and frolic in. And then it's just a bunch of islands. (laughs) I'd still really like to go visit it and see what it's about, but it's not actually a proper place that you can stay. Do
1: you know what? If it comes to being able to go to many places in the world, I think I'd be fine with Google Mapsing it and uh, just seeing a picture.
0: <laughs> you don't want to go to the gay and lesbian kingdom of the Coral
1: Sea? Dude, there's nothing there. I, this is what I've learned. You can, you have to get there by like, what, 118 miles or something ridiculous. 200 miles? Like 200 miles in a boat. I get seasick. This is great. And then I end up on this island that may or may not have a flag and a post box on it. No, I'm good.
0: Well, apparently, all that remains is a rainbow flag, a red post box, and a plaque. So that, everybody, is the story of the gay and lesbian kingdom of the Coral Sea Islands.
1: I wonder how people found out about it. Because you know how you said some people were trying to seek asylum there? 2004, maybe they made a webpage. Is Facebook around there? They had a webpage. They had a webpage, but it no longer exists. Apparently, you can find it on an archiver. I
0: tried, and it still didn't pop up.
1: Sure. So people who were desperate were able to, like... Google and try asylum, to yeah, like. Yeah, I, I, I they probably search
0: gay and lesbian is probably yeah. the first thing. And there's a kingdom for gay and lesbian. Yeah. And I do know that they even sent. So when they declared war, they actually had to send it through a different country. So a different country had to send it and then send it to Australia. They really went into a lot of effort. Obviously, they never, they never actually went to war, and it was all a metaphorical war because it was a kind of a war on hate. But nothing actually eventuated from their declaration of war.
1: Yeah, I bet they had one read of it and it was probably on rainbow paper with some glitters. <laughs> post. You know how when you do glitter blonde people? I bet they
0: did. Massive rainbow stamp. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but that's the story and it's quite interesting because I had no idea that it was in Australia. So thank you for listening that you've got all the way through. So yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and... If anybody's visited it, anybody wants to go over there, if you're listening over there in the Great Barrier Reef and you'd like to send us a photo, please do, because we'd really like to know if the letterbox flag and the plaque is still there.
1: True. And if you've done an assignment or anything about this topic specifically, send us some details. We would love to know what you found about it. We'd really appreciate, or if you've tried to recreate it in the past, or if you have feelings of that, you would recreate it. Send us a memo. We'd love to hear about it. So interesting. And if we've got something wrong, please let us know. If there's any members
0: who were previously a part of the Gay and Lesbian Kingdom, if you've done a research, yeah, exactly like, just get in contact
1: with us. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for listening. Make sure you rate, review and subscribe because it always helps us get out there. We want to spread our wings to as many people as we can to bring into our family. And we
0: do appreciate everybody who has already rate, reviewed and subscribed and commented. We've read your comments and we are going to do some of those episodes in the future and thank you for all your lovely words it gives us warm fuzzies honestly that's all we have for today i hope that we have been
1: perfectly queer